In today's episode, we take a deep dive into the entrepreneurial community in Austin, Texas. Our guest, Moby Hyatt, has experienced just how welcoming and supportive ATX is when it comes to those looking to build their own business. Moby's on a mission to help entrepreneurs build an authentic following by creating content through video, and today he's going to share how you can begin your journey to scaling your business and increasing revenue. Here's Moby. This is the What's Brewing ATX podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Austin, Texas. Hear from some of the top local business owners and those making a big impact in our community. From tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the Austin real estate market, we've got you covered. And of course, we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit each week so you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. Here we are with Mr. Moby. A.K.A. Not That Moby? A.K.A. Not That Moby, because I'm not that Moby. You are not that Moby. That's true. People get disappointed. I'm sorry if I disappointed y'all. <laughs> no. Yeah. We I'm pleasantly enthused. Thank we you. all Mobies. Oh, and good. <laughs> Greg and I are sitting, so winter day Yes. in Austin, but it is 87 degrees. Yes. That's what my car said coming over here. We're wearing t-shirts. T-shirts. It's great. Yeah. T-shirts. So we had to go for a cold brewski. And That's good. I thought Jonathan was, so Jonathan is our other podcast yeah. host, thought he was going to be here. He's reading currently uh, Matthew McConaughey's book, Green Lights. I've heard that's oh, awesome. Yeah. I've heard that's I have awesome. it yeah. and I started reading it. I've, it's kind of been an off and on thing, but in honor of Mr. McConaughey, we are drinking McConaughey's a hazy IPA from wow. Twisted X, which is out in Dripping Shit. Springs. So clever. And unfortunately... There's yes. two of us drinking. Dude. Moby has a bottle of water. Give us the rundown <laughs> of why. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, that's funny. So this is a program, and like everyone listening, and if you've heard of it, is going to roll their eyes when I say it. It's 75 hard. Yeah. Yeah. What's his name? Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella. Yeah. So I've done it twice. Mm-hmm. And like so, recently? I did it like in 2019, and like during the worst part of my life, I was like, I need to change a lot of things about myself. Yeah. My job, what I do, how I look like, what how I think. So that was part one. Then I did it again because I'm an obsessive person. And um, kind of helped, man. It kind of helped me get through the layoff yeah. that I went through. And this, I'm doing it right now because I just got too fat over the holidays. Oh, shit. I just ate for the last six months. The so cookies. I'm like, you the, the cookies and everything yeah, they're else. They're all everywhere. Oh, my yeah. God. So you need a kickstart. I need a kickstart. And it's fun. So it's, um, tell us what it is aside yes. from no drinking. So five rules. Uh, two workouts a day. One of them has to be outside, and they have to be 45 minutes each. Interesting. So a walk is outside. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, then there's a gallon of water a day. Okay. A progress photo every day. So take your shirt off, take your photo in the mirror in the bathroom. Wow. Uh, read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. Mm-hmm. And that's like back-to-back. So 10 full pages or 20. And then what was the last one? No cheat meals, no alcohol, and just pick a diet and stick with it. Okay. What are you doing? I am, right, dude, uh, this, what am I doing? No sugar, don't eat too much, and just don't have, yeah, this time I'm not doing much. Not doing it uh, strict, you're not doing like strict keto or strict. Oh, no, I did keto, and I tried keto last week, I broke. Last I, week? I had peanut butter, that's what broke it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. That could be, that's healthy. You saw yeah. that peanut butter in that cabinet, you said, oh, I have some. It's so good, man. Little scoop. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, it was good. Right. It's well, a good program. Yeah. We, we won't act like we're enjoying this too much, although... This is my go-to Dude, beer. This is great. Whenever I go, and if you get it on draft, mm-hmm. when you pour this into a glass, it yeah. literally looks like apple cider. So that's how it's like dark 
it is it's like it's just the haziest ipa Mm -hmm. it's good stuff so go check out mcconaughey's from twisted x you know i noticed that that this there's a wrap on top of a pre-existing graphic like you see the the text coming out yeah and a little image here Mm -hmm. i think that's their can and they started making this as like a special release Mm. so they just wrapped it they just wrapped a little coat on it oh yeah smart all right so um Mm. moby Cheers to Austin. Yeah. yeah, we love to hear um, first right off the bat. We always like our guests to share love their story. Course. You let yes. the people know as much as you want them to know about yeah. Moby, and then we'll get into some good stuff. If you're listening, this guy is a, wi- a business whiz, so he's going to drop some knowledge. We're excited. Uh, yeah, so I'll start with I moved to the U.S. in 2010 mm. from Pakistan, came here for college, didn't know what I was going to do with my life. I picked the major economics because it looked familiar. Mm. I mean, did you all end up doing what you studied in college? No. Oh, yeah, no. well, broadcasting. Broadca- oh, oh, you well, you broadcast. A little bit, there yeah. Go. yeah. <laughs> Look at that. What about you? Elementary education, which yeah. I did teach for seven years. Yeah. Now I'm not a teacher anymore. Not a teacher, so yeah. I yeah. did use it a little bit. But. A little bit, yeah. I did economics, never used it. So in college, I wanted to do the whole immigrant dream. Like, okay, go to college, start a business, and be rich, yada, yada, yada. The U.S. government told me to shut my mouth because I cannot legally make money outside of uh, a visa. So I was in college. I couldn't make any money outside of college at all. So I was like, yeah, that's over. So I just, you know, know, spent my time, graduated, started working at Dell as an engineer. And um, I was like, okay, I got the work visa, the H-1B, that our former president hated. And it was... Like, I was like, oh, I can make some money outside of this place, outside of this visa. I had a startup idea. I was working at Dell, and I called a startup lawyer, paid her 250 bucks for half an hour, and she mm-hmm. said, shut up. You cannot make money outside of Dell legally. So you even, can only, even with the visa that you had? You can only get money from Dell. What? Yeah, so restrictions. What's up with that? It's just so that people sense. don't stick around. Stick around? Yeah. And so I stick, stack around. for Stack around? That's not a word. So you stuck. Stuck stuck, around. I stuck around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, dude, I went in a black hole for two months, and I was like, I just partied because I was like, I don't know what else to do. My parents were all back. That was fun. But it was also spending a lot of money, and I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I do want to work at Dell, but not forever. So Mm. I decided the only thing the U.S. government can kick me out for is making content because it's free. So I started a podcast in 2016, interviewing people about how they built their businesses, because I was like, I'm just doing homework Yeah. until the period I can legally start a business. Mm. And that went from a podcast to live streaming, to hosting panels, to like helping people win money. There was a point that I helped two companies win about 720K, mm. and they turned around and said, hey, how much do you want? I said, uh, you can't pay me. Oh, no. It's illegal. <laughs> I'll be kicked out of the country. Dirty. Mattress, <laughs> mattress money cash <laughs> yeah. in a pillowcase yeah, look, buy me dinner something like that dinner. Uh, they bought me dinner it was nice and um so dinners wow this one, I was like, just one funny. nice one yeah <laughs> now i get to use that story forever though yes yeah, yeah. Uh, so after that um in 2019 i got my green card after nine years in the u.s and started, sold an online course that was my first thing okay i'm gonna get rich with an online course no, that's not how it works. You can't just build an online course and suddenly you're like millionaire. You gotta tr- people got to trust what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. And it was a shitty course. Like it was, it was? It, I tried my best. Yeah. It was a shitty course, man. Um, so so did, yeah. did people yeah. sign up and do it and you got feedback or people just didn't sign up? Uh, no, like we had about 30, 40 sales and it was like pretty good. Like I did a whole campaign. I just realized that it was, 
um, too much content and too broad. Okay. Um, so the positioning wasn't right. And uh, I was like, okay, I, I'm not rich yet. I'm not a full-time entrepreneur, so I'm going to quit. I quit Dell, went to Capital Factory mm. to run their accelerator. And 2020 came. I was working full-time. I, Austin and I started working together and march 2020 came you know remember yeah. that yeah good yeah. times good times oh, yeah. and 13th of march we went home right that was the staying home order right around mid march yeah when like all of a sudden you saw them taking basketball players off the court yeah. like in the middle of the game and mark cuban freaking out oh and, yeah yeah but it, right around mid-march yeah what a time it's been madness months. march madness march madness wow 2020 yes and uh so that happened. South by got canceled. The company I was working with lost a million. Shouldn't say I lost a million. A lot like, of money. a lot of money. Yeah. Wow. And the CEO got us on a call at, on Wednesday, twenty fifth. I remember that because it's good for a story. Nine thirty a.m. Ninety people on a call and said, "I'm super proud of you, but uh, you know, we've got to people lay people off. You will oh. get an email." Hung up the phone and I looked at my email. I was like, "Oh, I'm not fired." It, and I refreshed. Oh, no. And there was the email saying, as of this date, you have been furloughed. My first reaction was yeah. shock, obviously. Have you yeah. all been ever been laid off? Luckily. Oh, one, yeah, one time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, right out of high school. was my first job. How was it? Yeah. Well, man, I didn't like it, so I was pretty stoked, actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was. It was in a factory, man. Well, you're in high school. Right out of high school. Right yeah, 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 first yeah. job out of high school before I went to the Navy. Yeah, and I was, dude, I couldn't wait. They said, sorry, guys. I was like, bye. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I can imagine though. Especially when you're in a city Dude. like Austin that has so much to offer as far as like food and entertainment and yeah. you know spending money. Yeah, exactly. Mm, mm, um, mm. And so I, I liked my job, wow. but so uh, I went. Uh, I looked in my finances, l- walked to my apartment building, and said, "I don't know if I can pay rent next month." And I walked back. I cried, and then I was like, "Now what?" I made a video. Didn't post it on social media. I just said I got fired off. I got laid off. Didn't post it on social media because I didn't want my dad to know. Oh. And I was laid out from social media. But I just started getting, getting on calls once I posted the video. And somebody said, hey, I'm doing an online conference. And um, I looked at his conference and I said, I can do that. And in six weeks, we built up a online conference for 80 speakers. And the whole goal was, hey, I got – can I curse on this podcast? Yeah. No. I, I, I got fucked. Yeah. And so business people are – business owners are getting screwed. We need to have a conference to help people deal with this uh, move to digital. And it was online. Yeah. That was CJ was our partner. He yep. was amazing. And since then, you know, a conference, a coaching, a coach, uh, accelerator for helping people do videos, services, mm-hmm. and uh, getting laid off was the best thing ever because I did not have the balls to quit full time. And they laid me off, and I decided to do it. I mean, I'm not where I want to be. But you had you to know. take. Well, you were forced to take action. Yes. Instead of. You know, making a decision and then, wow. yeah. you know, figuring it out. But you, yeah, you had to figure it out right away. Yeah. It's, it's a journey. Yeah. That's so, so tell us a little bit about the podcast. Um, you know, you said you started a podcast. What does that look like today? And maybe you can give an idea of, for listeners, what type of guests you've had on and what yeah. they can expect by listening. Yeah. So I started with the Austin Fire Show in 2016. Austin what? Austin Fire Show. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then it went to the Fire Show because I'm not very original. So I just took out the Austin and I made it the Fire Show. Bigger audience. Yeah. And that's where the company name came from, hmm. Fire Show Media. And so actually I'm not doing much of the podcast anymore. I, yeah. Oh, because I started doing video mm-hmm. and I love podcasting, but something in me just like I lost that fire for podcasting specifically. So now just video. 
Just video. So wow. there's how many episodes did you do? Uh, 30 and then 64 or 65. And then I've interviewed about 100 plus people in random places. Okay. So oh, wow. there's still a lot of value yes. that people can get by tuning into your yes. podcast now, even if you're not still currently doing True. it. Okay. Yeah. And any memorable guess when it comes to like, wow, this is a life-changing uh, <laughs> interview or, we had. Or a guest where when you had them on, they were maybe small time. Right? Yeah. And now they're huge. Now they're huge. Anything like that going on? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. But uh, okay. uh, I'll tell you a really memorable interview. Then I'd, yeah. I'll tell you an interview I was in for a different podcast and now I went to hell. So the first interview <laughs> that was really good was the mayor. So I... When I went from the Austin Fire Show to the Fire Show, I hounded his assistant for like three months saying, hey, give me some time. Give me some time. Mm. And he gave me his time for a podcast. Adler? Adler. And which wow. is shocking. I just annoyed the hell out of his assistant yeah. for like three months. Until and finally they caved. She's like, okay, idiot, here you go. That's what <laughs> happened. And he said something weird. He's like, every day he wakes up, he sits in her dimly lit room and for half an hour without much input and just lets morning thoughts come. And he processed them over time. Hmm. And I liked that because it was like, you know, it was kind of like not checking your phone in the morning, doing yeah. your deep thinking. And I was like, yeah, that's slightly insane, but I love it. <laughs> and so I kind of do that too. So you started doing that? Yeah. Well, it's not always the dimly lit room, but I try not to be on my phone and I try not to. I hate email so much. I try not to reach out to other people for the first hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. yeah you got to put some limits that's tough. on that. Yeah. I've, I started basically after 7 p.m. I won't yeah. check my email Genius. because I know even in our job where people want immediate feedback mm -hmm. and, and responses, a deal will never die. Nothing will ever hit the fan yeah. between 7 p.m. and 9 a.m. the next day. And I mean, this has been probably a, a, a year or two, probably two years that I've stopped checking emails yeah. at night because sometimes I've laid down in bed pull my phone out and you read that bombshell of an email and it's just like and oof. then you don't sleep yeah i can't handle that have you all, yeah yeah that happens yeah. it happens right yeah uh, have you all seen billions oh yeah i haven't so but i know one of the quotes which is yeah. like the greats never sacrifice the important for the urgent mm. it's like they don't focus on the urgent they focus on the important and i like that yeah, I've never seen the show. I've just seen quotes. Well, it takes some serious yeah. posture to, to focus on that kind of stuff, yeah. right? you got to maintain it. Yeah. You can't buckle under pressure and all that other stuff. It's hard. So let me ask you this. What are you doing right now to help people grow? Yeah, so... Yeah, so give us the juice. One of the biggest fears I had was like this, public speaking and being yeah. in front of a stage or a camera. Like I remember the first time, the second time I spoke in the U.S., I vomited before, like half an hour before the, oh, geez. the before I was giving a speech. I was like 20. The other time I did it, I took, I didn't tell the organizer, but I took like two shots of vodka before going. <laughs> I worked out, then took two shots of vodka before going. Yeah. Uh, it was in front of a bunch of students, and I was still afraid. I was still, I was a senior then. So I took like nine months of improv comedy, six months of Toastmasters, a lot of practice with live streaming and finally got good on camera. Like I love the camera and mm -hmm. stage now. Uh, like I like, I, I MC two, three times a year at conferences, which is fun. Mm. Um, so I empathize with people who are very afraid to put themselves out there oh, yeah. on video. And so, I mean, the company is focused on helping, empowering people, but it's like, 
getting the best out of them on their camera, like their mm. best self on camera. I can sit across somebody and make them feel really good about themselves and have them share what they know best because, you know, everyone has something awesome in them and the company is based all around that. So we teach people in an online in an online course, six to eight weeks. Mm. We call it Accelerator. We have monthly services for people and like train startups as well. And that's what we're doing. Wow. Okay. And video is huge. It's huge. Yeah. Number one. YouTube is the largest search engine after Google. Wow. Even on Instagram, reels are where it's at right now. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Oh, my God. Um, Have y'all played with TikTok? Oh. Oh, TikTok, yeah. I'm on. You get lost in that. I have a problem. I was talking to my barber. Her brother does it three hours. Or her son. Yeah, brother does it three hours a day. Wow. Three hours. I'd like to think I'm not on it that much. Um, How many? Two hours? I mean, I get, I, you oh. can get lost in TikTok easily, lost, yeah. but for a while, Greg and I, we were, because t- we started a YouTube channel yeah. at the beginning of last, beginning of 2020 for the most part. Yeah. And started posting consistently on it. And actually, no, 2019 was when we started doing the videos. Mm. Last year, we still kept with it. Obviously with pandemic, we weren't recording in person as mm. much with each other, um, but it's a great way yeah. to, to for people to to get to know you yeah you're giving them valuable information and they kind of understand who you are just based on what you're like on video yeah i mean i heard y'all on a podcast but it's so much cooler to see you in person I yeah. did. and uh video is super cool too it's so personable and you build trust or you can see the person is a dick you know <laughs> exactly. that too. That too. yeah there's two sides there's two true. sides to that so um talk a little bit about documenting because it seems like that's something you focus on at the beginning, documenting your journey. And, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, a lot of people are afraid to produce content or, or create content when really that's a great place to start. Yeah. Maybe you can give some insight to someone listening that is looking to start video and doesn't know where to start and how documenting can be a great kind of avenue. Yeah, absolutely. So when I started doing the podcast in 2016, mm. I used to just, you know, I wasn't doing any video. I was just promoting the episode later on and saying, hey, here's the new episode. Here's the photo of the person. Look at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. And then I live streamed an interview for the first time. I was like, okay, people are doing live streaming. I should probably do it. I remember I put it in front and this is my ninth episode ever. And I picked the topic of race to live stream for the first time and I was learning. Uh, it was called, what was it? I think it was racism in America. That's what the topic was. That's was a like, deep topic. Wow. And I was like, that was my first live stream. Yeah. And... Um, I remember the guest, I asked the guest, hey, uh, Jordan, you want me to live stream it? He's like, yeah, that's fine. And my hands were shaking. I was like, what will people think? Uh, they think that I'm stupid. What if I say something stupid and people yeah. think I'm a racist? Mm-hmm. What if people think this and this and this and this? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I did the live stream. I did it for like two minutes. I was so afraid. I didn't look at the camera. I just talked to the guest and I shut it off because it was scary. But the next time I did it, I felt better, but it was upside down. Live stream's <laughs> intense. Yeah. It's intense. But have you all done it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, uh, virtual open houses. Oh, like, yeah, hey, yeah. what's up, guys? Yeah. Greg here. We're at the open house. You got to think on your feet, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. You think people are watching you, and you're like, Ugh. Yeah. Exactly. It's intense. You yeah. live stream this, too. Yeah, it's, we should. We've... I'll that? get into that yeah, after. Yeah, okay. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yes. So I, then I started, started live streaming, and I was afraid of it, so I used to do stupid things. Like, I built an entire sofa on a live stream on Facebook once. It was an hour and a half. It took me way, way too long, but I was like, oh, this is stupid. And once I do something <laughs> that I'm supposed to feel bad about and yeah. I don't feel bad about it or, or it's over, I'm like, this wasn't so bad. Yeah. 
So I slowly, slowly just started doing things that I was afraid of, like putting my face on a live stream, talking in front of a camera. And that really helped. But uh, I was still, so I was still afraid of it because people started asking me, hey, are, are you doing this full time? And they would see my social media and think I was doing this full time and I was an entrepreneur when I legally couldn't be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I was working at Dell. Mm. And I was honestly ashamed of it because I was like, am I lying to people by just making videos about this or that? Um, and I would be very selective about what I would post. Mm. And I remember going to a conference and I said, yeah, dude, like I can't really put out stuff because I'm not an entrepreneur and people think I am. He's like, well, what's wrong? I said, I can't because of my visa. He's like, why don't you say that? Why don't you say the truth? I'm like, oh, that's right. Why don't I just be completely honest about this thing that I am kind of ashamed of? Like, no one around me is doing a podcast and doing all these things while working a day job and not being able to see a future out of it mm-hmm. uh, because they can legally make money. And I started, you know, I went back home that from that conference and I posted big letters, a dramatic photo of me and the words, um, I legally can own a business. So here's me just putting out stuff for free. And that was a pivotal moment where I embraced the things that I was really ashamed of. And not that I was airing my dirty laundry. I was just being honest about something which would hold me back. And I just showcased my doing. Like, oh, I interviewed this person. I spoke at this conference even though I was afraid. I did this milestone. It it, it could come across humble bragging, but I was also like humblish about it. I was like, this was terrifying to do. Mm. Um, And I did that for two years with the podcast, with my green card journey. And um, and when I got my letter for the interview for the green card, I uh, like I took took a video of me opening that. Uh, the day after my interview, I live streamed myself, like just my reaction. When I got uh-huh. the green card, I opened it up and I um, showed it on camera. And I remember one post from it. Um, so one person commented on my green card photo, which said, "Hey, wow, congratulations! You've got me going like one of your soap operas." Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I did build a soap opera out of that. What if we build a soap opera out, out uh, like of us making a business? Because that's interesting too. Instead mm-hmm. of showing the amazingness, just show the good and the bad. And that to me stuck with me. Like, I, I want to make more content. We only post one or two videos a week now. Mm-hmm. But I like that to me is fun. Being honest with people because they'll trust you more. Mm-hmm. And trying to do things that you're afraid of. Over time, it just, I hope I answered that question. I mean, Hundred percent. Okay. Good. Well, yeah, well, yeah. The creating versus documenting. Mm-hmm. Greg and I are both Gary V guys. Are you yeah. Gary V guy? Oh yeah. And his biggest thing is, you know, just turn the camera on, start recording. Yeah. Because when you're starting something out like that, I mean, that's probably one of my biggest regrets from starting real estate mm-hmm. is you're scared. Like people aren't going to want to work with me if they know that I'm brand new. If I just started. When really what you were doing all along, you were building buy-in. Yeah. Like people were coming along your journey and, and they were invested in it. And it makes them trust you and want to help you yeah. down the line. So, I mean, I think that's that's a great way to go with it. Yeah, we kind of stumbled on it and it kind of worked. Yeah. yeah. What immediate emotions come to you when I say the words COVID-19? <laughs> Oh, dude, it's great, great. deep, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do definitely a mix, like you know. Yeah. On the, I would use. I feel like Gary uses the same words. Whenever I think the word macro now, I think Gary. <laughs> yes, do it on the macro. Oh, the macro, do it on the micro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speed, patience, hustle. Oh my okay. god. Yeah. Uh, so I'll just on a macro level, yeah, you know, shit fucking sucks. But on a micro, like this was this was a hard year for everybody, right? But I'm 
In yeah. what ways? In what ways was it a hard year? For me? Mm-hmm. Uh, just the layoff was a big thing, mm-hmm. like a big change. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, but this year, and I know 2021 is going to, 2021 is 2020. It's 21. It's going to be a harder year than before, but I'm glad that I got a chance to do it before I'm, you know, uh, I have more responsibilities. Mm. And I'm glad that this is, this year is the hardest year so far, or it's going to be. So some, some people, when COVID-19 hit, yeah, they, their business went right down and they're, they're out, right? Yeah. Some restaurants, for example, that we've Ooh. known and loved for years here are gone forever mm-hmm. um others uh, are adapting and their businesses are flourishing because of it where, where how does it affect your business specifically and how have you leveraged it for the positive yeah uh i mean definitely helped us because helped you. like uh, that i i was like this is impacted me personally it mm-hmm. probably has other people mm-hmm. um and we just hosted a conference for it that was our big thing. Mm-hmm. But after that, I just realized that you can't meet people in person. Like, you know, I mean, as a realtor, right? You have to build trust. You have to be personable. You have mm-hmm. to inspire confidence. And when you can't do that in person, that's hard. Like, mm-hmm. people can look at your bio and look at your smiling face or, and, and, and read about you. But is that the same as shaking your hand or looking at you smiling? Um, so, like, people are seeing more and more video. I need to do video. And I need to share what I know and look good while doing it. So it's helping us. Um, and I'm also learning these things. Like what I just said about this personable and trusting, I picked it up because I was on a mentor call today and he said, this is what you do. I'm like, oh, thanks. So, you know, uh, it's it's helped us. Wow. It's helped me that's personally. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. A lot of that's mindset too. You know, if you, you have the positive attitude, you're going to have a better odds of it uh, helping you. Yeah. Right? And it's going to get you through the worst, worst times because there are going to be, right? I think positivity is fantastic, but bad things still happen, and you get strong negative emotions when you're going through something. Yeah, and and you gave a way for people to turn and look for help when a lot of people needed it after the pandemic, when jobs are you know being lost and yeah. businesses need an answer. Let's say they didn't have a digital presence, and then all of a sudden, like, oh wow, this guy's providing me with a lot of value, a lot of resources where I can maybe jump jump back from this and yeah. and keep my business afloat so yeah gosh your your wealth of knowledge is probably vast when it comes to being successful in the entrepreneurial <laughs> no, space no, no because you've just interviewed so many people and no true i mean more than more, most you gotta admit right i mean you've interviewed, interviewed yes yeah right yes. so you know a thing or two about a thing or two when it comes to that stuff right okay so you, you take that experience with what you're doing now in the entrepreneurial space, mm-hmm. what would you say to somebody that is looking to, what would you say to the college kid that just left college and says, you know what, I want to start my own thing? What yeah. do you tell them? Uh, talk to as many people as possible. Talk to, Have yeah. as many conversations as possible. And why is that? Uh, sales only happens in a conversation, nothing else. Like, you know, and like, you can have a pretty website, you can have a great admin, you can have payroll, you can have, you know, justworks.com, you can have wonderful things, Mm. but if no one's paying you, you're dead. And I realized that, like, many times over this pandemic, I was like, well, where the the hell is the money coming in? And every time we have, we've had any money coming in, it's because of a direct result of a conversation that I had with somebody, either on the phone, and that's the big bucks, Mm -hmm. or like, online, and that's the smaller, you know, selling a ticket. So I would say, if you have an idea, even if you're not ready, just tell people about it. Mm. I mean, don't tell people about it in the way like, ooh, I'm going to be like Jeff Bezos. No. 
just start a conversation. This is what I'm doing. What do you think? Do you know anybody I can help? Do you have any ideas for me? Who should I talk to next? And literally, that's what I'm doing right now. I just bought a Capital Franklin membership because they wouldn't give it to me for free. <laughs> and the only thing I'm doing is setting up call office hours with people. I set up like 20 calls in the last two days wow. just to be like, tell people what I'm doing. And I don't even have an elevator pitch of what we're doing right now. Right. So it's like, it's wow. that's what I'm trying to do. Dude, that's fired up. That was great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate True. that. True. Yeah. So have that. conversations. Yes. Wow. Have. Tell people what else. What else? Uh, or, is that, or is that like the pillar? Yeah. And, you know, like this is not mine. Like we hired a coach in October, uh, somebody I knew for a year and a half. And she kind of like hammers that into me. And like, for example, I reached out to somebody at the University of Texas that uh, I was like, hey, I would want to teach an evening program. Mm. And I know it's going to take a lot of annoying them for them to pay me so but i was like i'll try i had one conversation with somebody that i didn't know and we didn't talk about anything business we just caught up the next conversation he's like hey uh commencement is happening we don't have a digital solution would you want to do it and it wasn't what we were doing but i was like what the hell he just offered me some a contract yeah and if i had not been talking to him that wouldn't have happened so i feel like um, oh, I mean, I don't use that term, but like, because it's so overused in social media, but the job of a CEO is just to generate demand. I feel like that's their main job. Um, and I feel like that's done through conversations. And also creating content. Content, content, content. Content, yes. content, content, content. Yeah. So, wow. you talked about you have a mentor. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, you have to have some sort of inspiration because when you... You know, being an immigrant and not being able to earn money, a lot of people would have just accepted that and mm-hmm. kept their job at Dell and that was it. Yeah. Um, or, you know, they would have found another avenue that, that didn't allow them to become an entrepreneur. Um, so where do you get inspiration, whether it's a select few people, um, podcasts, books? Yeah. I'd say the biggest one is three. Uh, my mom. Because she started a business. Because uh, sending her kids to the U.S. is very expensive. Mm. So my mom and dad both started businesses. My dad started uh, real estate on top of his job. And then my mom started a whole school. And now she's going to open up a university because she just took that from like kindergarten to like university oh. in 10 years. What? So yeah, she's, wow. she's a pretty baller. Huh. So that was cool. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, cliche time. I fucking love Gary Vee. Yeah. He's I the love man. He's, he's the man. I, Fired up. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. Did you see him when he was here? Um, at the Paramount with uh, Aubrey, no, I missed Aubrey that. Marcus. How was that? That was good. Oh, that was good. It was so good. Yeah, you missed it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, it was legit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you listen to his podcast or listen to him on anything else, you've heard it all. Yeah, yeah. Before, but that's his thing. Like, I'm not saying anything different because this is what I believe. Yeah, it's just a matter of taking action when you hear it. Hundred percent. I, love I, that I like how humble he is and, and how he interacts with the audience afterwards too. Yeah. He takes questions and takes plenty of time with everybody. Mm-hmm. Very nice. He's cool. Yeah. He's cool like that. Um, who was the last person? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. There was somebody. Oh, my God. Book, podcast, Sorry. mentor. Mom, Gary V. Gary V. Uh, oh, yes. This is the, the, the Austin uh, startup community is pretty dope, you know? Like, I would say, like, people like y'all, CJ, people just building their own shit because they believe in building life for themselves just mm-hmm. beyond right. uh, what could easily be given to you that's amazing and you run into people all the time like that in austin and that's fantastic about the city so we always you know sometimes you forget when i go home to pakistan 
I don't work as much because I'm not around people like that. I yeah. talk to my business partner. I'm like, thank God. First off, an American accent. And number two, somebody who hustles a lot. So, That's yeah. A- yeah, you're in a great city for it. And everyone's so welcoming of the entrepreneurial community yeah, here. Exactly. They're good people here, man. Which is great. Yeah. Um, all right. Any parting words for our listeners? Or this is a great opportunity. Promote what you're putting out there for people to, to build a business right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, just ch- hit me up on um, Instagram. That's not that Moby, but I don't have any wise parting words. But like, I'm listen- recently listening to a lot of Jocko Willink. Yeah, and he's cool. Uh, there's so I don't listen to talks, but I can listen to music mixed with talks. So there's a guy called Akira the Akira the Don, the Don mm. who takes like things like Gary Vee and Alan Watts and Jocko Willink and puts like weird music behind it. Oh really? And I just listen to it and we gotta check that out. Yeah, uh, his recent one, uh, the song "Discipline Equals Freedom." I'm a little obsessed with it right now. It gets me through the hard times, huh? And through what? workouts. I've never heard of that in my life. No, That's when so we're cool. when we're done with this, you yeah. need to pull it up for us. Yeah, it's good. It's listen good stuff. to it. All Moby, not that Moby. Thank you Appreciate for everything. Both of you this is great. Me. I'm yeah. fired up. Yeah. But before oh, yeah, we leave, dude. Greg, I got a little something special share. for you. That's right, folks. <laughs> it's time for this week's weekly brew, brew, brew. Ladies and gentlemen, would you believe me if I told you this could be the last year we saw Austin's population growth by more than two percent? Holy smokes. With everyone coming here? How is that possible? Yeah. Well, uh, the Austin Housing and Planning Department project, less than 2% annual growth from 2022 to 2026. They project uh, They project that. Projects, yeah. yeah that's a typo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what's the catch, you might be wondering? Well, the large growth is being pushed into the suburbs of Austin. And that makes total sense because people are having a hard time getting uh, real estate in Austin proper. In recent years, we've seen Cedar Park and Round Rock land in the top 15 fastest growing cities in the entire country. Gents, let me ask you, what other suburbs do you guys see, do you guys see experiencing huge growth over the coming years? My buddy just bought a house in Leander. Leander. Leander That's is yeah, it is hundred percent. Yeah, and they've got they've got a one billion dollar development going on up there. And Leander, wow. a billion dollars is going to have a man made lagoon, big enough to where you can paddleboard, you can rent a little sailboat. It's huge. A hotel four overlooking acres. it, four acres. Wow, like Barn Spring. Yeah. Barn Spring is four acres. That big. Boom. Whoa. Yeah. Right. Leander. Bad. Um, I mean, Kyle and Buta have been growing rapidly over the last several years, but I think. It's kind of accelerating yeah. now just because Austin's becoming so expensive. But what do you think of Bastrop? Bastrop? Oh, man. That's a it's tough one, dude. I don't I know. know, man. Uh, I think a lot about of building that. I literally on. think about this stuff every day, yeah. and, I, and I, I flip a coin with Bastrop. I don't know yet. You know? I know there are new construction selling. Okay. Like hotcakes. Like people are eating it like candy out there. It's true, right? Well, I think what we're going to see is yeah, a lot of apart. merging happening between Austin and Bastrop. Yeah, because right now when you drive out there, and pass a lot of trailer parks, a lot of auto shops. Mm-hmm. But I think it's gonna, it's gonna change a lot over the next few years. Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, because five thousand employees just for the Tesla factory, yeah. not including any of the third party contractors with the Tesla, right? Where are they gonna go? 
Yeah. You know how many houses are for sale right now in the entire multiple listing service? Yeah. In the Austin, greater Austin area? How many, you know how many? It's Tell like four, 1,400 single family homes. Where usually there's 3,000 or plus. Yeah. Wow. 1,400. Wow. What a market Nothing. Have you driven by the <laughs> Tesla factory? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh. So when you leave here, it's oh, literally it's right, right here. next door. You can door. see it from my backyard, actually. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. We'll go in Greg's backyard. Let's go okay, in my backyard so afterwards. All right, steps. I got dogs. Yeah all we got for you thank you for tuning in to today's podcast with moby hyatt is that how you say your name yeah. got it yeah um aka not that moby check him out on instagram at not that moby um check out his podcast the fire show or just fire show the fire show.com the fire show.com um a lot of golden nuggets in there over the past couple years don't forget to check us out or subscribe to us on iTunes, wherever you're tuning in from. We'd love that five-star rating. And check us out on Instagram. You'll see Moby's beautiful mug. At What's Brewing ATX. Coming up at What's Brewing ATX. Oh. Next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.